whatever it is you focus on is going to be what you're going to get more of. So the more that you appreciate each other, the more you respect each other, the more that you say nice things to each other, the more that that will increase. So if I do that to my partner, the more likely it is that I'm going to get it back based on action reaction. This week, what do you have to do to get your spouse's attention? Dr. Karen Sherman has lots of great advice. Stay tuned. Our wine club partner, Touring and Tasting, is hosting a live tweet chat every Tuesday at 3.30 Pacific time using the hashtag Tasting2. That's T-U. I'll be co-hosting and we'll have special guests join us to answer all of your questions. And you can find more information about the Tasting 2 wine chat by visiting hitchedmag.com and clicking the wine club link. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am once again joined with the original and always fantastic Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, you flatter me so much. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, we are scraping content from the website uh, going after what people are really searching for. What are the answers that they're seeking Um, And today we're going to talk about um, how you can get your spouse to pay more attention to you. This is uh, a search term that we see quite frequently. Um, People are distracted today, um, maybe more so than ever before. And so uh, somebody is searching for answers on how they can get their spouse to pay more attention to them. So uh, we're all busy. and. we have kids, careers, technology, uh, a thousand different media outlets trying to grab our attention. And now we have push alerts and notifications buzzing in our ears. Uh, like, what do you think makes the most distraction um, in our daily life? Uh, what is, is it worse today? What do you think is the biggest distractor of our attention today? Uh yeah, I'll just throw those at you. <laughs> well, I, I think basically life, you know, and I think you're right, Steve. I think there's just so much more distraction. Technology was supposed to make our life easier. I don't think that that's the case. I think that, you know, with all the bells and whistles that we have available today, they are bells and whistles. They just keep pulling us in so many different directions. Um, and, on the one hand, though, they give us opportunities to know things more and, you know, have the ability to tune in on more things. That's what happens. We tune in on more things. Okay. And so what what can we do to then start turning things around then? Well, you know, the most important thing is to just make up your mind to be aware to realize, you know, what our priorities, to be more conscientious. Um, But that takes work. Um, You know, periodically, I become aware of the fact that my husband and I go off track. And so when I'm aware of that, I just say to him, I feel like we're a little off track, that we need to be paying more attention to each other. And 
he's he's gotten really good about trusting my assessment. So when that happens, you know, we just both sort of really pay attention to each other and we go along for a while. And then I realize we're off track and, you know, then we, we come back together again. And I think that that's sort of a natural ebb and flow. But again, um, it's a matter of being aware of being mindful. My system doesn't have to be the system that everybody uses, but I think the general message is you've got to put something in place for being more aware, more present, more conscious. Okay. And, and now you, you mentioned just now that you will just tell your husband, Hey, I don't, I don't think we're where we need to be. Is it okay to be blunt like that and just tell your spouse that, Hey, I would really like you to start paying a little more attention to me. Um, I'm not that blunt when I tell it to him and I wouldn't say, Hey, I don't think we're where we need it to be. I think that if I was feeling that I needed a little bit more attention or that, um, there was something more I desired, I would always put it on me. I would never put it on him or recommend that somebody place blame on the other partner. As soon as you do that, any normal person is going to feel attacked and not going to be as receptive to the request. So I think that if you do it, I have a model, which is a three-parter. The first part is take the person off the hook. The second part is describe what it is that uh, is in question, and you do that objectively. And the third part is to talk about your feelings. So it would go more like... I know that you've been really busy lately, um, or I know you didn't mean to do this, or something like that. And which, then say, which lets them off the hook. That's right. Then the second part is, but when um, you know you haven't noticed that um, you know that I've really been dressing up lately, or that I've had my hair cut, or that you know um, we haven't been spending a lot of time together. It's sort of that's the second part. That's the objective statement. And then you talk, it makes me sort of feel like I'm not important to you. Or it makes me feel like our marriage is in trouble. Or it gets me concerned that, um, you know, we're not spending enough time together. So that's the third part. But I haven't blamed him. Yeah. So that third part, again, and we've, we've talked about this a lot, it, it puts it on you. That's how, right. How you feel, that's not right. what he has done or not done. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, it may really be that he's done it, but (laughs) But I'm not going to say that because that's not going to get me what I want. You know, again, it is the most normal thing in the world that as soon as somebody feels attacked, they're going to become defensive, put up their walls, not hear you, and you're not going to get what you need. Yeah. And, you know, it's my perception that it's their fault. It may not it may not be their fault. You know, I just ha- heard an interesting story from somebody I interviewed on my radio show. Long story short, um, the woman was complaining that her husband just didn't contribute around the house. And then one day she, after the rain, she was realizing that her husband went to the roof and was cleaning out the gutters from all the leaves. And it occurred to her that her husband did quite a lot around the house, just not the things that she noticed. Mm. And so... Um, it's really important to, you know, realize that you only see the world most of the time from your own perspective. And it's important to take a helicopter view sometimes. That is, I I love that because you're right, because sometimes, uh, what we think 
like we come at, we come at issues from different perspectives. So for mm-hmm. the husband in that situation, for him, housework was uh, more of the maintenance of the, of the, of the structure of the, the internal. Yeah. And, or, and, or, you know, he was taking care of the outside while she was right. taking care of the inside. Right. And for her housework meant, you know, vacuuming, dusting for him, it meant cleaning the gutters, making sure the, sure the roof wasn't leaky, mowing the lawn. Um, so I think that's, that's a great, that's a great point. Right. Um, I have another example that yeah. I think is important also. I, again, another person I interviewed who was talking about the fact that they lived through the loss of a child. And when they finally got around to talking about it, she felt that her husband wasn't there for her. Now, that's a very common feeling that women have. And it turned out that during that time, he was shielding her from all these calls that were coming in with people's advice. And he was going through the mechanics of what had to be done during that period. And so it wasn't that he wasn't doing loving, caring things. It was, in fact, that he was doing things which men often um, are that's their responsibilities. They're the doers. Um, but as women, you know, we see it as, as, you know, if you don't, um, manifest behaviors in a certain way, it must mean you don't care about me. So again, the point is that I invite listeners to, um, you know, take a different perspective and not just see things only, um, in the same kind of filtering system that you always do. And that's why it's so important that when you present whatever it is that upsets you, you present it from the realization that it's your experience and not blame the other person. Mm-hmm. The example you just gave mm-hmm. where the husband was doing this stuff, uh, shielding her from the phone calls. I, I feel like this is a common thing that takes place where one person thinks the other person doesn't care. The other person is actually doing things, but isn't uh, announcing it to to their to their partner, mm-hmm. uh, and therefore they don't know about it. And then they get upset, and and you know so on and so forth. I guess my question is: Should the the spouse, should the husband in that situation, just let the wife know? Like, uh, you know, I just want to let you know, I, I I'm we're, we've been getting a lot of phone calls, and I'm uh, just you know, I'm taking care of it. I just want you to know that so that she knows that he cares. And I know there's, there's like a, 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 there's like this mental thing about chivalry of like, you know, you don't always have to say what you do because, uh, you know, you, you, you don't want the attention or you don't want to sound braggy or whatever it may be. Uh, but that lack of communication brings about its own problems. I agree with you. And, you know, I'm sitting here listening and I'm trying to imagine all different kinds of scenarios. I mean, first of all, a lot of guys, I'm trying to picture this couple in my office, might say it never even occurred to me to tell her, you Uh know. Or in shielding her, I didn't even want her to have to know that calls were coming in and have to worry about it. Yeah. You know, um, on the other hand, what I find so often happens is that guys don't speak up. Um, a lot of it is really because of biological differences. We're getting onto a different subject, but I think it's important. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I encourage them to, even if you don't know what to say, say something because um, otherwise women end up feeling very alone. Um, but, you know, this is, I think, probably going to be a constant struggle. Luckily, eventually this couple did speak with each other 
and were able to describe what each of them were experiencing during this hor horrible trauma. And, you know, that's what ended up helping them get through things and back together again. And I, I guess the other the other side of this, and then we'll get back on topic. But the other the other part of this that I, I'm wondering about is is does that say something about the relationship that the wife would assume that he hasn't done anything or hasn't cared? Um, you know, like if if like why you know she made the assumption he wasn't doing anything rather than making the assumption like I'm sure he's handling something on the side that I just don't know about. Well, I do think, Steve, again, it's a basic difference between the genders and that, you know, the way that women know that we care about each other is the way that, that we take care of one another. So if our guys aren't doing it the way that we know to do caregiving, we immediately assume they don't care. And we don't realize that caregiving comes in a variety of ways, not necessarily the way we do it. Well, okay. Well, we will maybe we can explore this a little bit more in the future. But uh, getting back on the on the topic of um, how do I know get, I get, get my attention? Yeah, getting your spouse's attention. So you're gonna love this one, Karen. So if if you do uh, if you put your own actions into motion, and mm -hmm. this is going to your action reaction. Uh -huh. um, if you put your own action in, in motion to to get their attention. Um, Will this help get the reaction from your spouse you're looking for? Oh, I absolutely agree that that would work. I mean, I think that if I, if my husband looks nice and I say to him, honey, you look great, then that automatically sort of is a showstopper, so to speak. In other words, you're not just doing the, the same old, same old that you always do. Mm -hmm. I made a point to stop telling him he looks good. And then, you know, he's going to stop and notice me. And the other part, of course, is that the more that you can be positive, the more positive you're building into your relationship and the more that you focus, whatever it is you focus on is going to be what you're going to get more of. So the more that you appreciate each other, the more you respect each other, the more that you say nice things to each other, the more that that will increase. So if I do that to my partner, the more likely it is that I'm going to get it back based on action reaction. Yeah. So the more you focus on, the more it will, the, the, the thing you focus on most will grow the most. That's correct. Um, and, and, and I love, I love the example of just telling your spouse, Oh, you look really good today. Mm -hmm. uh, because particularly in this situation where you feel like your spouse isn't paying attention to you, you, this is almost the opposite of what we were talking about before about putting it on yourself rather than them. But mm -hmm. the compliment you're putting it on them, right? And right. so that they think to themselves, like, "Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe I haven't said that to her in a while. Maybe I should think about right. this." Right. Um, you know, we so were out with friends uh, about a month ago, and I looked over at my husband, and he just happened to look really good. And I said to him, "I said, honey, you you look really handsome." And my friend's husband said, "Wow, I haven't heard that in about thirty years." Wow. Yeah. And I really felt badly for him. Um, but, you know, it really made such a an impact. Um, and all I said was, honey, you look really good. You know, mm -hmm. um, I think that look, look what a little sentence that was. And yet what I tell people all the time is those little things make such a big difference. 
Um, and my husband was thrilled, you know, and <laughs> felt so good and everything. And then, you know, the rest of the day was really kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's a, it's a little ego boost and I'm sure he had a nice little pep in the step, you know, yeah, after yeah. that. And, and, and to, to the point that we were just talking about, uh, you know, when, once you told him that and he, and he felt those good things, not only did he feel good about himself, but he probably felt much better about you, even though he probably mm -hmm. felt great about you to begin with, but you know, it amped things up a little bit. And so yeah. he was probably, we talk all the time about how guys like to solve problems. Um, he was probably trying to figure out like how he could repay the compliment. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and which would getting back to our point of the conversation today is how you can get your spouse to pay more attention to you mm -hmm. um, is action reaction. Yes. Just give him a little bit or her a little bit and they will reciprocate. Yes. Yes. Now, ladies, you know, I, I hear you sort of screaming in the background going, so it's up to me again. It's up to me again. Why do I have to be the initiator? And my answer is always the same. You can look at it that way. Or you can say, wow, I can be really empowered. I can get the ball rolling. So if you think of it that way, then you're going to feel a whole lot better about it. And you really have the power to change things around. I, you, this, this whole thing about um, why do I have to do it or they have to do it, or uh, I feel like that's almost like keeping score in a relationship, which I think is a bad thing, um, particularly if it's like, who cares? If if the if the result is what you want, if right. you're if you're both happier because you did this one little thing, who cares? I mean, well, I agree. Yeah, you know, if 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 granted, we're not talking about like you have to do everything all the time, and they never show any appreciation or whatever. That's a different story. But to do the to do to to take these small, tiny little steps to get the reaction that you're looking for, mm -hmm. eh? Who cares? You're if 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 it's if it's not that big of a deal and you just feel like you're putting in more of the effort, but if they're responding the way you want, so be it. I, I, I think we a lot of times make things harder than they need to be because we want to do things the way we think they should be done rather than what's most effective. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I agree with you totally. And maybe it's because, we get spoiled or we have the wrong expectations because in the beginning of the relationship, <clears throat> excuse me, the guys did do those things because that was the courting period. Mm -hmm. So we sort of think, well, they did it then, you know, they can do it again. Yeah. You know, we also, I feel like we forget that there are many different phases of relationships. And, and we talked uh, in the last episode, Karen, about falling out of love with your spouse. Um, we, we forget that there is a courting phase. There is a parenting phase. There is a retirement phase. There's a phase in between those phases. And the focus and the attention will be shifting constantly, which is, by the way, why we do what we do to help people navigate those changes. Um, right. But you can't, you know, you grow, your spouse grows, priorities shift, and you can't expect everything to be as they once were because they'll never be that way again. Right, so. right. And and a healthy relationship, I believe, is one where you can adjust to the shifts and changes and respect the changes in your mate. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So the holidays are just around the corner. Um, will this make it even more difficult since it adds just another distraction to the plate? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the only thing that I would, you know, invite people to do is realize that it's going to be yet another stressor. And so, you know, maybe sort of plan some extra stuff uh, to prepare for it, meaning that either you let go of certain um, priorities. Now, I know that Again, when I've worked with clients and I've made this suggestion, they think I'm crazy. But for instance, um, maybe um, don't use dishes, use paper plates. Mm. Or um, don't, don't cook all your meals. Um, you know, bring in pre-prepared meals. Um, don't make the beds just for a little while. You know, so that that way you can bring on the extra stressors. In addition... In regard to your mate, um, you know, say to your mate, I know this is going to be a stressful time. Um, And so, you know, we sort of have to remember maybe to send a few extra texts to each other or to give a little extra call with each other. So, you know, if you have an attitude that prepares you for stress, it will make it a little easier to get through it. But if you go into it sort of thinking, la-di-da, this will be the same, I think that you're setting yourself up for, you know, more uh, a difficult time. Mm. I, I, like the, I like the prioritizing of what can you get away with for a short time because you're right. We only have so much time on our hands. We can only tackle so many responsibilities at one time. Mm-hmm. And so if you can go, you know – two weeks without making the bed and that gives you an extra 10 minutes a day to do whatever you need to do. Maybe it's put addresses on holiday card envelopes or something Uh, that, you know, you can find that time. And so, and, and you realize uh, that it's a temporary fix. It's not, it's, it's not a lifestyle change that you're never going to make your bed again. Right. Um, And, and, and I, and the other part of that too, which I really love, is the fact that you get your mate involved in this process. So you're not doing it alone. And I think we forget about this sometimes that you have a you have a teammate in this uh in this time of the year that can really help alleviate a lot of the things that are going on. And not only that, the holidays, one of the great things, one of the things that I love most about the holidays is it brings you together with extended family and friends. And as you mentioned, doing the whole paper plate thing, I love that idea. Um, And, 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 and not cooking every meal, uh, you know, doing the potluck thing. Right. If you have friends over, you don't have to cook everything yourself. Right. Have them do some side dishes so you can have, an extra 30 minutes to the day that you don't, you know, maybe that'll help give you the time to clean up or maybe you do the cooking while your spouse does the cleaning or, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. You can, you can mix it up and find that time. But I, I, I think you're right about that. And, and staying in that level of communication. And I think the holidays is a perfect time that you can, we talked about the action reaction earlier. It's a perfect time to show the appreciation. I really yeah. appreciate you going to the store and picking up the turkey for us. And I really appreciate you um, getting the emails out to our friends to bring the the side dishes and those types of things as you 
said earlier, will get those responses from your spouse that you may not have been getting throughout the rest of the year. Right, right. You said something that I'd like to piggyback on when when I heard you say, um, you know, think in terms of your mate being your teammate. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, Steve. Every week I put out a YouTube video with a two or three minute tips on helping your relationship be better. And the one that's coming out this week is about thinking of your mate as a teammate. Um, you know, we tend to think of our mates as uh, our confidant, our lover, our friend, but really you should think of your mate as a teammate and being accountable to them. It's not about trying to control them, um, but you wouldn't be involved in a, relay, in a, in a team where you were not exchanging communication and plays with each other for the good of the team. So as you said, you've got the same goal here. You want to have a good relationship. You want to do well. And so the more that you work together, whether it be on a day-to-day -day basis of respecting each other, of changing together, of appreciating each other, or during the stressful times, whether it be the known times of the holiday or something that, you know, life throws you a curveball, the more that you can work with each other in a team mentality, the better off you are. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you bring up those videos. I actually love watching them. Um, but Thanks. that's very coincidental about the teammate thing. Uh, so if you um, – if you guys want to watch, see these videos, I know Karen. They post to your your Google Plus page. Um, I know you have you, they're on YouTube, but they're also on. They also go to Google Plus as well. So if yeah. you aren't following Karen on Google Plus, I I highly recommend you add her to a circle. So whenever she posts one of these new videos, you get a you get to check it out. That's we we talked about technology being a distraction, but this is one of those times when um, whenever you post a video, I actually get alerted. So I can, I can see it. So cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I get, you know, so I can then take two minutes out of my day and get some, some helpful relationship advice, uh, from you and which should hopefully that two minutes I spent with your video will help save me, you know, minutes, hours, years of my life of aggravation <laughs> elsewhere. Right. I think you're doing pretty well from everything I've heard. Steve. <laughs> Um, but I think, I think we've done a pretty good job today of, of helping regain some of that attention that, uh, this person or these people, uh, looking for an answer may have lost, uh, when trying to, to get the attention of their spouse. Um, so I want to thank you very much for your time, Karen. It's so much fun doing this with you. And, um, I am really looking forward to jumping on your radio show. Yeah. Uh, your empowered relationships on the Sex Talk Radio Network. Um, but uh, thank you very much for your time. My pleasure as always, Steve. Uh, so Karen is a uh, practicing psychologist and relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. Uh, she is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Uh, you, She is all, also has a new program out called From Fight to Foreplay, and you can get more information on the website from fighttoforeplay.com, and that is all spelled out. Uh, and as I mentioned, check out her own radio show, Your Empowered Relationships, on the Sex Talk Radio Network. 
So uh, until next time, thank you once again, Karen. Okay, I'll look forward to it. All right, take care, everybody.